0: We at Mountain Meister know that getting away from it all is great as long as you make it back. With the DeLorme InReach Explorer's tracking functions and its ability to trigger an interactive SOS in an emergency, you'll be in good hands on any journey. For $35 off of your purchase, go to inreachdelorme.com and use the code MEISTER at checkout Hello. Hi, how's it going?
1: Good. What's up?
0: Um, Just brainstorming a little bit. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mountain Meister. The voice you just heard there on the other end of the line, that's my mom. We had a really candid discussion this morning, actually, and I didn't tell her that I was recording our conversation until the end. Now, why would I record a conversation with my mom and play it for you on an episode of Mountain Meister? Let me lay the foundation here a little bit. Uh over the past uh probably two yeah, 2 months, uh I've been planning a support section for Mountain Meister. For those of you who are Podcast listeners, Uh, a lot of podcasts out there have different ways where listeners can support the program. Uh, In public radio, they ask for just straight donations. Sometimes on smaller podcasts like Mountain Meister will offer extra content that you can pay for. And this is something that we've been planning for the past couple of months. Uh, I've been working with my sister, Lara, who you'll hear occasionally in this episode. I recorded a conversation with her too, and uh, she didn't know either. Uh, So anyway, we're planning on launching this whole support section, and then Saturday arrives. 7.8 magnitude earthquake in Kathmandu, causing multiple avalanches on Mount Everest. 22 climbers dead as of right now. The numbers vary. Uh, 3,500 dead in Kathmandu. Back to my conversation with my mom. Um, I think I might do an episode about the earthquake.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Um, But I was also going to, like, kind of make it about giving, too, like charitable giving. Uh Um, Uh-huh. Because I'm kind of feeling weird about asking people to donate to the podcast Hey, even though I'm giving 5%, why am I asking people right. to donate when right. probably those people need it more than I do?
1: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you need to roll out your thing right now?
0: Right, so that's what I'm thinking. Maybe I mean, I'll...
1: I mean, is it, would the prominent? timing be better?
0: Right, if I
2: wait. If that's
1: really worrying you. Because, you know, here's the thing. You need to be confident in asking people uh-huh. to do this thing. And if you're going to not be... Full blown about it, it's not a good time to do it.
0: Right. That's true.
2: I
1: think. I mean, that's what I'm worried about, you know, because you really feel like if you're going to do it and say, you know, like you're not going to be able to promote it the way you want to promote it because you feel guilty that you're doing it, you will just, because of who you are, you're not going to promote it right.
0: Mm-hmm. Does
1: that make sense?
0: Yeah, definitely. So then, as far as, uh, I mean, what I was going to do is 5% of Whatever was given to the podcast gets donated to some organization. I haven't decided what yet. Right. But if I don't launch this stuff now, I don't know what. I mean, maybe I could wait.
1: Well, so launch. So this is a good time. Maybe it is a good time to launch it and say, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I'm. And but you have to just do it enthusiastically. I don't <laughs> want you to do it with the guilt ridden. Well, you probably should give to other organizations, you know, and not to me.
2: (laughs) But how am I supposed to
0: say that if I don't believe it?
1: Then you shouldn't say it.
0: Okay, everyone. So at this point, I'm thoroughly confused. I've gone for three minutes talking to my mom over the phone, and we've gone back and forth and back and forth again. Um, Up until Saturday, I was planning this whole support section, Uh, Then the earthquake happens, and I say, okay, this could be an opportunity to donate some money. Why don't I do 5% of whatever I raise and donate that to victims of the tragedy? But then I think, wait a minute, 5%, I don't want to take away from the donations that could be going to Nepal, do I? But if I don't launch the program, will I donate? Is there going to be money to donate? I should definitely do this so I can raise the money. But then how am I supposed to convince you to donate to the podcast when I think that there are people who need it more than I do?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, maybe I'm being too – can I say maybe I'm being too forceful about this? But something I have learned about myself over the years is that I – it is so obvious to people – when I am not convinced about something. right? And so many people will listen to me because I'm a doctor, but other people won't. If I really believe in it, it's a whole different kind of conversation. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, it, you know, if you... so So one way to look at it is, you're going to give up 5% of your income to to a charitable organization. That's a really nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. So this is a good time to roll it out and say, you know, you you can do it in the context of, where, you know, asking people to donate to whatever organization they think is right, and that you know you're, you're making person an, a personal donation, but you're also rolling out this, and you're going to donate five percent to charitable funds and your first donation is going to be to an Everest fund.
0: Right. Yeah, but I would do I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to hold off because it would be I don't want that to, you know, if if 100% of their money would go
1: just right. doesn't
0: make sense. I don't think. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just it's because of who your listeners are that, you know, it just would feel Bad right now to you, because uh-huh. these are people who might donate to Everest things, and know people who are on the mountain.
0: Right, right, else. right.
1: Um, but then, I so,
0: mean, and then on the other hand, it's like there's always something to donate to. Oh, it's
1: well, there is, but this is a particularly acute thing for your listenership, okay. and for you, right? Because you've spoken to, you know, you know these people, you've yeah. spoken to all these people, and so this is a particularly sensitive time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, a month from now will be different.
0: Kind of. I mean, yeah. emotion, emotionally it'll be different, but that doesn't mean, I mean, there's years and years of rebuilding that needs to happen.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in terms of rolling out your...
0: Right.
1: T- ...trying to talk about having people give money to you as opposed to donating... Right now is very acute. Yeah. It will. It will be less so as time goes on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think. I mean, and I don't know if I'm giving you the right advice not to do it. I just hate for you to do it in a in a way that you're not feeling good about. Because mm-hmm. I think it will come. It may come through. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Hard to know. I, uh, yeah.
1: Did you want to do it as part of, like, a first anniversary thing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Completely forgot to tell you guys. This is the one-year anniversary of Mountain Meister. This whole thing was supposed to be part of a big one-year anniversary. Seems insignificant compared to what's happening in Nepal now. Uh, but anyway, back to conversation with Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Can't, I mean, um... I can I, I can wait a month. I can afford to wait a month. Yeah. All right, everyone, we're going to return to this conversation at the end of the show. It's it's definitely far from over, uh, so stay tuned for that. You'll also hear from my sister. You might be able to tell that this whole charitable giving thing really bothers me at times. Uh, I talk to my mom a lot about it. I, I just like constantly feel guilty, like I have it easier than everybody else, and I'm definitely not alone with this feeling. Um and it's probably true at times. Uh I also think it's partially due to studying finance and economics in school and I always like try to think of the best way that $1 can be used. And it just seems like $5 should be used to purchase a vaccine to prevent a disease compared to the many other ways that $5 could be used. I know it's crazy, and it's so unrealistic, uh, but it kind of makes sense to me at times, and at other times it drives me crazy. (laughs) All right. What I decided to do was look back at some Mountain Meister episodes, because I honestly think there's a lot that we can learn from the Meisters, which is why we have 127 episodes so far. So there were 10 Meisters on Mount Everest or in the surrounding region during the earthquake and the avalanches. Fortunately, all have checked in that they are safe. Three of these Meisters have started and climbed for charities, and we're going to throw it back to segments from their episodes where they talk about their charities, First up we'll go to Melissa Arnett in episode number 74. She co-founded the Juniper Fund.
3: Yeah. So in 2010, I was climbing in Nepal and I'd been guiding and then I finished my, my work and I had a um, a friend of mine who was a, a local Sherpa and also interested in climbing another peak. We both had a little bit of free time. Our trips had ended. And so we went to go climb a peak called Barunse, which is a 7,000 meter peak near Everest. And on that trip, he died. Um, he, he died in an icefall accident. And It was just the two of us together, and I was faced with so much. I mean, I was faced with the reality of the death of my friend and dealing with that in a country that I don't speak the native language and just uh, so much. I mean, you can't imagine all of the things that immediately happened. And one of the most horrifying parts for me was to go to his wife and his two sons and to tell them that their father wasn't coming home and that her husband wasn't coming home. And in Nepal, the Sherpa workers, the Sherpa are a tribe of people. And um, there's, other, there's other mountain workers beyond just the Sherpa tribe. So we'll call them high-altitude workers. You know, they're protected through a couple different measures. The government has an insurance program that when you hire somebody to work with you, they receive insurance payment. It's very inadequate. It's not enough for a family. It's, you know, for a, a worker who's an Everest employee, it's about one year salary in most cases. And so you can imagine just with the the weight of um, grief and everything, one year of salary isn't enough to support that family. And in most cases, the males are the ones bringing home all the income. And so I identified that there was a need to, you know, be more responsible. I was really embarrassed and ashamed in a lot of ways that I was um, working in this environment and traveling and hiring staff, and I had no real sense of how I was protecting them if an accident happened. And I was choosing to be there as a choice, as my activity and my adventure. And, and so was my partner that day, just to be clear. He was my friend. We were climbing together that day. But, you know, it's, there's less choices for livelihood. And if I am going to hire local staff, in any place, really. I want to know that I'm being very responsible. So my climbing partner, David Morton, and I started the Juniper Fund to help provide additional supplementary benefit to families after the death of a high altitude worker.
0: Was there a time, I mean, God, that must have been so traumatic that you wanted to kind of rebel or turn away from climbing?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think right after the accident, I was just in an absolutely crazy mental place where I couldn't really understand what I was doing and what the point was and at the same time I mean you really have to keep in mind though I love climbing it's also how I make my living (laughs) you know it's my job it's how I pay my bills and so it seems so simplistic to just say oh you know after something so horrific why not just quit why not stop doing that it's so dangerous well there's a practical aspect too it's how I've made my job it's how I it's how I support myself and I could definitely do something else, but that would be a big change. That would be a really big change. And so I feel like there was that time and I sort of worked through it and I thought mostly I can't help anybody else if I quit doing this. I can't support um his family at all if I don't have income from working in the mountains. And I got to a place where I felt like, you know, it's a risk I'm willing to take, but I need to conduct myself more responsibly in terms of knowing who I'm ensnaring in my adventures. And then I think the next time that I really thought about quitting was a couple years later when I went to visit his widow and sons and, and I visit them every year, but I walked away from her house and I just, I had to like sit down on the trail and I thought, you know, I can't do this. I cannot face the grief in the face of somebody who's lost this much, it's not worth it. And, you know, I, I sort of picked myself up and kept walking away and got further from that situation and closer to the mountains and it starts to balance back out. But, you know, grief will, will make you reconsider everything in your life for sure.
0: That's Melissa Arnott from The Juniper Fund, episode number 74, if you want to check out the entire thing. Uh, You can also find the link to The Juniper Fund on this episode's Meister Profile page, episode number 127 on our website. Coincidentally, the episode after 74, 75, featured Tim Medvets from The Heroes Project And he founded that organization. They help disabled vets go to the highest mountains in the world. Tim was a member of the Hell's Angels, but got in a very serious motorcycle accident and was inspired to start the Heroes Project. Here's Tim.
4: I mean, everybody goes through their own journey through life, you know, and with me, my whole life's always been a a, a selfish deal. It's always been about, you know, Tim. Tim's number one, you know, and... And what I found was, you know, that first climb that I did in Russia on Mount Elbrus with a kid that had his leg blown off all the way up to his hip in Iraq, you know, and getting him up to about 50 feet below the summit and taking the rope off him. like so you know, short rope and had a rope on him the whole time. And then taking the rope off him, you know, and just kind of looked at him like, hey, man, like, you know, this is all about you right now. It ain't about me it ain't about the heroes project. It it ain't about the war. It's, this is your moment, man, go get it. And he just turned around and took those last, you know, hundred steps up to the summit and threw his arms up in the air and he started yelling and screaming and crying. And, uh, I just sat there and watched. And it was, uh, the first time in my climbing career that the last thing on my mind was going up and standing on the summit and getting the picture, you know I mean? On the highest mountain in Europe and putting the picture up on my mantle in my house and, you know, another notch off the belt. I could care less for me. It was watching him summit. And I actually like kept wait after, you know, he spent a few minutes up there. I'm like yelling to him. All right, come on, let's get out of here. You know, this, the weather's starting to turn. Let's, let's get out of here. And I was still below the summit. And And he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave. He's like, get up here. No way. Get up here. Get up here. And so finally I, uh, I went up to the summit and, uh, we had a hug and, and that was the moment that, that basically went from, uh, you know, it's all about Tim to, you know, helping these guys out. And uh, I think that America, you know, we're obviously known as a country who likes to uh, fix the world. You know, there's a lot of problems in the world. There's a lot of great organizations that help out different countries and uh, around the world. and But I think a lot of Americans need to take a look in our own backyard. And that's what I did. You know, when I – I would go down to Balboa Naval Hospital in San Diego and there was at one point uh, when I first started going down there was about 93 amputees that were in that hospital, inpatients, not to mention the other hundreds that were coming in every day for therapy and they're all amputees. And you spent an afternoon down there in the courtyard and watching all these young kids wheeling by missing arms and legs and it – uh It'll open you up, you know, and I think that if if most Americans see what's going on on that side of the world in America, uh, especially now, it's like, you know, we got a big problem. You're talking about since the invasion of Iraq in in 2003, there's been over 50,000 injured veterans. I'm talking, you know, amputees, like seriously wounded guys. And so for me, I'm just one American trying to do my part, you know, for this country. And it's, uh, it's, I get more out of it than they do.
0: That's Tim Medvedz from The Heroes Project. If you'd like to hear that whole episode, it's episode number 75. Uh, Tim and The Heroes Project are currently at the north side of Mount Everest. They're trying to get United States Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Charlie Linville to the top of Mount Everest. In 2001, Charlie was serving in Afghanistan when an explosive device took off his lower right foot. He's now a below-the-knee amputee trying to summit Mount Everest. Finally, we have Alan Arnett, episode number 99. Alan climbs for Alzheimer's and has a very well-known blog, alanarnett.com. Here's Alan.
5: <laughs> well, what happened was that I, uh, I, just coincidentally, I was working for Hewlett Packard, and they were offering an early retirement program, and I was 51, mm-hmm. so this is seven years ago. And uh, my, my father did pass away. And so I decided to uh, take early retirement so I could really take care of my mom, so I did, and uh spent the next three years overseeing her care and uh, spending time as much time as I could with her and And I decided that I would use you know it's this 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 old adage of what are your skills and I looked at my skills and I said, "Well, I've got a website with a million people a year that read it, and they trust me." Um, I can stand in front of a group of people and yak for a while and keep them entertained. And, uh, and I love mountain climbing. So I decided to take those three um, strengths that I had and uh, apply them to a renewed purpose in my life. So I kind of called it Allen 2.0 <laughs> and, uh, and reinvented myself to become a, uh, an Alzheimer's advocate using my mountain climbing as the, uh, as the tool and the professional speaking uh, uh, as the way to reach people.
0: Let's just talk briefly about Alzheimer's so people can get a gauge of how, uh, how much of an impact this has on the world. I read as of 2006, 26.6 million people worldwide with Alzheimer's. I'm not sure if you have an updated number. And then it is predicted, according to this study, that Alzheimer's will affect 1 in 85 individuals by the year 2050.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah. Another way of looking at that is that uh, we've been talking for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And during this time, 15 or 20 new people have been diagnosed with having Alzheimer's wow. disease. It's roughly one a minute. Um, there's uh, over 5 million in the U.S. and we're now it's, uh, close to 40 million worldwide. Worldwide, every three seconds a new case is diagnosed. But there's another whole side of this, which is often not spoken of, and is the caregiver's. This is, I call them the silent victims. And these are the people that often uh, give up their careers and stay home with their loved one because they don't want to put them into a facility or they don't have the money. You know, it's between five and $8,000 a month. It's the equivalent of buying two or three brand new cars a year to care for someone in a facility. And, um, and once you get Alzheimer's, as I said earlier, is fatal. And it's uh, it, a typical life expectancy is about eight years. So it devastated my parents' finances. They had worked for, you know, 50 years. Mm-hmm. And my mother was approved for Medicaid two days after she died. And then one final thing, Ben, is that the amount of money that's spent on research pales in comparison to other equally horrible diseases. I don't want to say that Alzheimer's is worse than others, but, you know, um, with cancer and diabetes and childhood obesity and other very difficult diseases, our government through the National Institutes of Health Spends over several billion dollars a year. Alzheimer's, the National Institutes of Health, invest $500 Wow! So another way of looking at it is that for every dollar spent on care, they spend one penny on research. So the equation is upside down.
0: That's Alan Arnett, episode number 99. He climbs for Alzheimer's. Check out that episode if you'd like to hear more from him. Alan is currently climbing Lhotse for Alzheimer's and was between Camp 1 and Camp 2 when the earthquake and avalanches hit. He then went to Camp 2, was able to descend down to Camp 1, and eventually got helicoptered back to base camp. Alan does audio dispatches on his blog, alanarnett.com. You'll see the link for that on this episode's Meister profile page. You can also find the link to donate on alanarnett.com if this cause resonates with you. Speaking of which, all these great organizations. How do you decide what to give to and how much to give? God, the thing that bothers me so often. As always, I turn to the sage advice of my mom. So, so that's why I'm, I'm like thinking of making this just about giving in general. Like, who who are you supposed to give to?
1: I, I think anybody. Right. You don't make that decision.
0: No, but like, just in general, who are you supposed to give to? Like, what?
1: Oh, I see what you like. You're asking for the thing, so I just think you feel, just decide to give to everybody.
2: Yeah, you can't give to everybody. Okay,
1: right. I know. I don't know the answer to that. So you try to give to organizations that you feel good about. That this is my thinking. You can't give to everybody. So you hope it's an organization that you feel good about and that you feel like is the right thing. So, for example, you might feel like, I really want to give to the Sherpas. I want to give to, I like the children's thing. You know, when I get a thing that's through the Academy of Pediatrics, I feel like, oh, that's good. Or Red Cross, Mm -hmm. sort of benefiting everybody. Um, But it would be very appropriate. I don't know. I just think that's why everybody's different. Yeah. So people give to different things. Okay. Or you give... I mean, you know, it's interesting because it's kind of like the whole crowdfunding thing and, and all these, um, you know, when you get these things that, you know, people want to do a business and they want to get money. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, well, I'd love to do that. Or when you see on TV, somebody had this horrible hardship, you know, and they and people are raising money for this family that lost their house.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like you can't... I mean... I know you want to give to everybody, but, you know, you, you just decide. I don't know how yeah. to decide.
0: So, <laughs> no right answer?
1: Uh, there isn't. I don't know. It's a really hard one, Ben. Okay. It's a real struggle. Um, so I don't know the answer to that. I think you just go with your gut. How does that sound? I don't know. Yeah, that is an interesting question, though. I mean, the, the question of who to give to and how much, Right. which you've talked about a lot. I. This is so sad. It's, it's so, a horrible so thing. terrible. Um. Well, well. How are you? Let me ask you a question. How are you rolling out your this new thing? Like, are you advertising it? Or is it all through the website? Are you going to talk about it on the podcast? Yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely talking about it on the podcast.
1: Yeah. So here's another. So so you could just do it as a here's a way to, you know, help the podcast or... and I, I don't know. Do people like to help podcasts? Yes. I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, I mean, um, normally they do. I, I mean, uh, all podcasts well, ask I guess for money. Use,
1: I guess, no, well, because subscriptions are free, I guess, so that's why. It's, right, right. It's like instead of a free subscription. Okay. So So here I'm going to... I have a new perspective on this. Okay. I think that you can... You, I think you can do it now, and I think you can do it enthusiastically with your saying that you're going to give part of your sponsorship money. You know, you have part of your sponsorship money and part of this money, five percent, whatever it is, is going to go. You don't even have to say an amount of. I don't know how much you're doing of your sponsorship money. If you're really doing five percent, yeah,
0: five percent. <clears throat> but but like why? Uh, I don't know. That's another topic of discussion. Like why five percent? Why not ten percent? Why not
1: 20%? So let me ask you a question. Uh. How much money do you think Bill Gates should give to charity?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, do you think he should live less well? And get, he has an enormous house. And he also gives an enormous amount of money to charity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is the right amount?
2: Yeah. I don't it, know. it
1: doesn't matter what, how much money you have. It says an endless answer. I don't know the answer. Okay. It's a real struggle. Have you read any books about this? This is really, <laughs> it's a really interesting topic.
0: I know it is. I, I'll search, search for books that
1: you're really struggling with
0: mm-hmm.
1: philosophically. Right. And I don't know what the answer is. Every time I talk to you, I feel guilty. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> um. So I mean I really did, no so I mean I have I have struggled with this. I don't know what the answer to this is. I mean like yesterday when I was making a donation to the um what's it um the children's thing for the earth, for the earthquakes in mm-hmm. Nepal. I thought okay so how much do I give? Because I probably also want to give a little bit to other organizations and then like it's endless. You know, you mm-hmm. just don't know what you should do.
0: Who knows what to do? Seriously, who knows what to do? I'm wondering if anybody has any perspective on this. I'd love to hear it. I'm having a difficult time. But here's what I think, at least right now. What you notice out of all of the Meister's talks that we heard earlier is that each one has this personal connection, this passion for whatever his or her cause is. I always find myself trying to compare things. Maybe this is just something that shouldn't be compared at all. Different charities mean different things to different people. Different amounts of money work for different people, and it's just something that maybe shouldn't be judged or compared. Whether it's the numerous charities that are going to benefit the victims of this tragic earthquake... The Juniper Fund, The Heroes Project, Alzheimer's Research, whatever it is that means the most to you, I encourage you to give. We are going to launch the support page of Mountain Meister, and if you feel a personal connection to this show, or you'd just like to buy some of the fun packages we have outlined on our website, please do it. Without comparing Mountain Meister to anyone else, what I hope we are doing is producing entertaining and thoughtful content for what is really a rapidly growing audience. By doing this, hopefully, we can leverage this audience to do great things for whatever it is that means the most for them. That's our purpose. If you'd like to support it, go to our support page. Do
6: they think mom's so smart?
0: I know. So smart. Oh,
6: she's like, thanks for these things. <laughs>
0: That is my sister, Lara. She does all the work on Mountain Meister, -meister mtnmeister.com. As you can tell, we both have a pretty high opinion of our mom and also our dad. Hi, dad. Lara and I talked about some of the things that we could do with the website specifically to make sure that this new launch of the support page was done in an appropriate way. Uh, again, it's an interesting time to do it. We don't want to deduct donations that could potentially go to benefit Nepal, but at the same time, we are launching a new product on our website. Here's some behind-the-scenes conversation.
6: All right, like A small thing would just be changing that like call-to-action at the bottom to mm-hmm. donate a little button to donate to Nepal.
0: Right, gotcha.
6: That's what that's what I that's what I would say without thinking about this. So okay. Much.
0: So like at the footer of the page, have the option to donate to Nepal rather than driving that to our support
6: page. Yeah, and then take give it a few weeks until everything kind of settles. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good decision because that would be really bad to if people did think that. And I don't think like that wouldn't come to my mind. Mm-hmm. But having like the new tag next to it is a little weird yeah, you know? right. yeah, but I think that would be my initial thought is to just wait on the support page, so oh, it, like settle
0: not even launch it
6: um, or have it be a very small or just like subtly in the menu
2: Mm-hmm.
6: that way it doesn't look like a new launched thing. it's like just gonna be a new page.
2: Yeah.
6: And we can like push it a little bit later. Okay. I like think it could be a good compromise. So I would say put a note in the green call out bar. Um, we'll add the support page to the top section. So mm-hmm. it's going to be like goals, episodes, deals, support, contact. Yeah. And then iTunes. And then in the call to action at the bottom, it'll be donate to Nepal.
0: Good. So, let me tell you um, something. Um, I'm going to do an episode about giving, I think. And, about giving? Yeah, in the Nepal earthquake, because there are a lot of Meisters on Everest right now. Yeah. And I was going to kind of flash back to their episodes and find relevant stuff.
1: That's a great idea.
0: And then also talk about, like, giving and supporting things. Um, so, I recorded my conversation with mom and then I recorded this conversation. I'm not. You sure.
6: recorded a conversation with mom. Yeah, that's awesome. And
0: I'm definitely going to use it.
6: <laughs> cool.
0: Um, but I recorded yours too. I'm not sure how much I'm going to use from this, but if you're you, recording uh, me right now, right now.
6: Oh, I'm not really saying anything that important.
0: <laughs> well, I was I basically it, like, I wanted it to. I be
6: like you can't compare yourself to other people's problems. <laughs>
0: I know well it's tough I, uh, that's why our, ours is a much more business You could, I
6: think you could like be this could be good content for an episode I mean don't like I, replay all my stuff but like right. about like you wanting to make a support page
0: right that's what I'm thinking as, of doing yeah
6: so, yeah I like that
0: okay so that was kind of like mom and I went back and forth and then like the conclusion was I think we can do the support page as long as it's um, appropriately done
6: Yeah, like if you say, you know, just like be honest, it's coinciding at this time. I feel weird about it, but I'm going to put it up and still try to drive some focus to Nepal and make it like a, you know, symbiotic thing. Right. And so maybe say in the episode, like, happy for you to donate to Mountain Meister with priorities, like the Nepal stuff.
0: Right, yeah.
6: Cool, I like that.
0: Okay, cool, Thanks. That's a
6: nice little, like, business insight. Some
0: good business insight on this one-year anniversary of Mountain Meister. It's been a great year. To close, we're going to go back to my mom. Remember, this is before she knew that we were recording, and you'll hear her reaction now.
1: However, I am going to add some chia seeds to my oatmeal today. Does that make you happy? (laughs) 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 Um... Ooh, these chia seeds look like they may. Do they get little, like fuzzy things on them?
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
1: I think there is something living in here. <laughs> okay. I don't see anything. <laughs> it looks like it has little webby stuff in it. That doesn't happen. I'm throwing these away. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to get more before you come home?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah.
1: Okay, Yeah, you should tell me what things you might want.
0: <laughs> so, um, um I've been recording this the whole time. I was thinking of you... Our
1: conversation? <laughs> yeah. Without my knowing? <laughs>
0: well, now you know. So <laughs> I want to know if I could potentially use some of this in the <laughs> episode.
1: <laughs> oh, you have to run it by me.
0: Yeah, I'll run it by you first.
1: Can you do that?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah of course
1: because I don't want to sound all yucky and terrible no you don't
0: I think this is uh, like these conversations are very integral to the podcast in my life
1: okay so. okay
0: and I might include right. the, <laughs> the cheetah seed comment
6: <laughs> you include the conversation about the cheetah seeds <laughs>
2: yeah uh.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode with a few Mountain Meisters, a Mom Meister and a Lara Meister. Thanks all for joining, whether you knew it or not. Mountain Meister is supported by the Delorme InReach Explorer. It's the world's only satellite communicator with built-in navigation. Send and receive text messages, create waypoints, and find your way back from anywhere in the world for $35 off of that purchase of the InReach Explorer. Go to inreachedalorme.com and use the code MEISTER at checkout. We are also supported by you, our listeners. If you'd like to find out ways that you can help out Mountain Meister, go to the support page on our website, mtnmeister.com. For the remainder of April and the month of May, we'll be donating 5% of all money raised through this page to an organization which benefits the victims of this devastating earthquake That happened in Nepal this past Saturday. We also hope that you'll donate to whatever charity or organization that means the most to you. As always, enjoy doing the rest of whatever you do while you listen to this podcast. I'm Ben Shank. You've been listening to Mountain Meister.